0: Smartcast. You are listening to Alive Mint Production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana and this is All Things Markets. Global investors, especially in Asia, are reacting and getting anxious about the fast-spreading virus, coronavirus, that started in China. Of course, Indian markets have also reacted aggressively to the fast-spreading virus. In India, the cases have not been very severe, but we do not know how far the implications will be. Remember, Indian stock markets are also reacting to the Union budget that was presented by the Finance Minister Nirmala Raman on 1st of February. To understand the implications on investments and stock markets, I'm here joined by Rob Subraman. He is the Head of Global Macro Research at Nomura. So Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. My first question is, what is your assessment of a fast of, the, of this fast-spreading virus on global economy?
2: I think it's it's significant and mm. we should be taking it seriously because, um, one, it's happened in China mm. um, and it's continuing to escalate mm. at this point. Um, two, it's, the timing is very bad in China. It's happened around the uh, Chinese New Year holidays mm. where millions and millions of workers, uh, migrant workers, mm. uh, go back home. So the spread mm. can be a lot more. Mm. Um, but third, as I said, it's China, mm. and China is the second biggest economy in the world. Mm. And if you compare China now to before SARS mm. in 2002, it's much, much bigger. Right. And so, um, so far, uh, touch wood, it hasn't been a big effect mm. of the virus on the rest of Asia. Mm. But the impact on China growth mm. is going to affect Asia.
1: Mm -hmm. any numbers that you have estimated about the kind of implications because of this outbreak
2: Mm. it's very hard at this stage, it's Mm -hmm. still early days Mm -hmm. but uh, we do feel that the impact on China's economy Mm -hmm. is going to be more significant than during SARS now so far Um, the PMI data that's come out for January has held up well, but we think that's because the survey largely happened before the fear factor kicked in. Um, So we think in February, uh, the PMI data is going to take a big nosedive. We think GDP growth, which was 6% in Q4, uh, will slow to at least 4% perhaps even weaker than that Mm -hmm. in the first quarter. So at least a two percentage point slowdown. That's what happened in SARS. We Mm. think it's probably going to be more than that. And that will hurt the rest of Asia.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think uh, that because U.S. and China was into a Trade negotiation, we just mm. signed the first phase of the u s and china trade deal. Uh, do you think how much will the trade uh, because there was an implication of the trade uh, war? Mm. do you think uh, this will uh, be far long than than you know than, than was expected by the economist
2: so uh, you, a lot of people are asking that mm. question mm. is is China going to honor its you know tr- trade deal and mm. part of it is buying a lot more mm. uh, goods and services right. from the u s right. and now china 's had a a pandemic uh, disease, which is hurting demand, I feel the the US side will understand the situation China is in and cut them some slack. So I don't really expect this to um, affect the trade deal. One thing that is going to happen from this is the elaborate uh, supply chain for producing manufactured goods is going to be affected. And I think... This uh, Wuhan flu Mm. is going to show the world Mm. how important China's economy Mm. has become Mm. in the global economy. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of unintended or unforeseen um, disruptions, bottlenecks Mm. uh, to production, distribution. And so I think um, uh, my sense at this early stage is growth globally in this quarter Mm. Is going to be a lot weaker than most analysts are going to be forecasting.
1: Right. So, uh, you know, beginning of this year, even last year, there was a lot of concerns among uh, economists mm. about a recession or recessionary mm. trends, an mm. uh, uh, outbreak like this, which most company, uh, most countries were not prepared. Mm. Do you think we have gone back to those kind of signals?
2: I think probably yes. Mm. Um, Uh, You're absolutely right. There was a lot of talk about green shoots because of all the policy easing, because of the US-China trade tensions easing. I think we're going to find out in the next month that um, all those green shoots are going to start turning brown. The big caveat I would have, though, is this is a a shock. Uh, uh, It's a demand-slash-supply shock, but most likely it's a temporary shock. And if you look at, for instance, SARS and other epidemics like this – it's typically V-shaped. Mm. You get a, a, a sharp hit mm. because, A, um, consumers, households mm. are scared. There's a fear factor. They don't want to be in public places. Mm. They don't go shopping. They don't, don't go travelling. Mm. But also on the, on the supply side, mm. firms, um, either because they don't have the workers mm. or because of government controls, mm. have to cut back production. Right. But both those things are temporary. And mm. as the virus starts to ease off, mm. you'll see pent-up supply and demand, mm. plus policy easing that China's already starting, mm. leading to a strong pickup in growth.
1: Right. You talk about consumers uh, mm. and the demand uh, in Chinese economy. Uh, do you think metals, because China is a big consumer of metals, you think the consumption worldwide consumption of metals is going to probably slide and may you know, impact the global economy as a whole?
2: I think so. I think um, you'll see um, energy and metals um, come under some pressure. Um, I think there's already signs of that in the commodity markets. Um, So, yes, uh, there's going to be uh, that effect. Um, There's also going to be the effect from financial markets, right? I think uh, uh, equity markets have come off a lot. Um, we've seen credit spreads widen. Uh, so that is a financial tightening as well. Mm. So there, there's you know, the demand effects on tourism. Mm. Uh, there's the supply effects of just supply-side disruptions to production. Mm. And then, um, as you said, commodity price mm. effects, financial market effects. There's many ways this is going to affect uh, not just China but the spillovers mm. from China to the rest of the world. The worst case for countries outside China is that this virus starts to escalate in other countries. And then instead of just defending their borders, they have to also impose controls, uh, stopping factories from working. And their own consumers will get more scared as well. Luckily, that hasn't happened really yet. But that's another risk around this.
1: Right. Uh, As you mentioned about other countries, India is far away from China. Not many cases have been reported, yet Mm. there are cases. But uh, in India, the stock markets, of course, uh, panicked and there was a lot of Mm. sell-off. Do you think this will have an impact on the other Asian countries uh, where the outbreak is not so severe?
2: I think uh, the risk outside China is... The region most vulnerable is Asia yeah. more than Europe yeah. or the US yeah. uh, partly because Asia's economies are more integrated to China's right. so if China's economy slows it affects Asia most yeah. but also our work shows that if this virus spreads yeah. from China
0: yeah.
2: the economies most vulnerable to an increase and a surge in infections yeah. are the ones in Asia yeah. uh, and the ones in particular we would highlight uh, are firstly Hong Kong and Singapore, mm. because they're very uh, small, open economies, right. also very concentrated populations, right. they're literally cities, mm. um, and also um, very service based. Right. So they're exposed. Mm. We worry about those two. Mm. And the third one is Thailand. Mm. Uh, if you look at the ver- various countries in Asia,
0: mm.
2: the one that has by far the largest uh, tourism mm. revenues. Mm is Thailand. Right. It's over 8% of its GDP, mm. and more and more of those tourists yeah. are coming from China.
1: Right. Uh, what do you think about the investment implications? Because you mentioned Hong Kong and Singapore. In India, at least, we have investments coming from these two countries, not much from Thailand, of course. you think uh, this outbreak will have any impact on the investments as well?
2: I think so. Mm. I think, um, as I said, we're likely to see a V-shaped trajectory Mm. for economic growth, Mm. and that will affect markets. So Mm. right now markets are in a big Mm -hmm. sell-off, so equities are getting hit a lot. Mm. The other thing that could happen soon is uh, central banks start Mm. turning more dovish, Mm. and so you could start to see um, uh, short-term interest rates being lowered Mm. uh, or expectations of Mm. that. Mm. But at some point, I suspect there's going to be... uh, an opportunity mm. to um to to uh, invest and probably express mostly through equity markets, mm. because, right. as I said, this is most likely a temporary, not mm. a permanent right. shock. Right. And there is a lot of pent-up production and demand that's going mm. to be unleashed. Mm. Once the key thing I think investors and markets are watching mm. is the infection rate. Right. When does the rate of increase start mm. to slow down?
1: Mm. Right. Uh, You know, for for foreign investors, in the EM basket, Mm. uh, because of China's outbreak and the other countries that you mentioned, you think India is at a brighter spot as far as, uh, you know, FI money is, uh, you know, concerned in terms of allocation, because India has not reported that much of a severe outbreak.
2: Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, because on the one hand, uh, you're right, India hasn't had many cases. On the other hand, India is a massive population, the yeah. second biggest after yeah. China, yeah. and the health system uh, is not at world standards. And so, the risk that you could see yeah. it spreading in India, yeah. I think, yeah. is Instead one that fear. can't be you know, discounted completely. Yeah. So right. I think that's on the back of global investors' minds.
1: Right. Uh, Indian economy just, uh, you know, went through the biggest event of the financial year. That's the budget. Yes. Any assessment?
2: I'd say overall this was a budget that uh, was longer-term look looking it was thinking about India not just this year but two three four years down the track it was looking at how do we get growth up but on a sustained basis so those that were hoping for a a quick fix a big stimulus that could help growth this year but could lead to problems further out such as credit rating downgrades were disappointed Uh, to me overall I thought it was a very good budget I thought it balanced quite well the need for some stimulus oh. uh, to help the economy, oh. uh, but avoiding overdoing it. Oh. And so, I, I think overall, it was um, it was probably net net neutral for growth.
1: Thanks, Rob, for that insightful conversation. Thank you. So Nomura expects that once the, the spreading coronavirus is can is contained, probably there was going to be a V-shaped recovery. Also, he says that uh, the union budget of India is not so disappointing as being perceived by few market investors. We'll have to wait and watch how this two big risks pan out for the Indian stock markets and for the macro. We'll come back with more details. For more updates, stay tuned. This
0: was a livement production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.